ever wonder what parenting is really like? Do you think that you're the only one that's struggling? Or have you missed out on that amazing hack everyone was talking about? Well, that sounds like you. Grab a seat and get comfy, as you'll be hearing real-life stories from parents that are on the same collective journey, a little thing called parenthood. We'll hear from parents, caregivers, and experts as we fumble through this wonderful path together. I'm your host, Rashida, and welcome to the Parents Connecting Podcast. Hi, everyone. It's Rashida, and thanks for tuning in. Today, if you have children that are on the younger side, maybe infants and toddlers who have had challenges with sleeping, maybe are still having some sleep issues in terms of training them or having them you know, sleep independently, this episode is for you. We're going to be talking about sleep consultants and what they do and how they can help you and your family. Sleep is such such a big deal and it affects pretty much every aspect of not only your life but your family dynamic. Um, I actually use a sleep consultant for my second child. I never even really knew what they were uh, around my first. I, I just didn't need it. Um, and um, when I came across sleep consultants, I thought it was the holy grail because it really worked for me. So I'm excited to bring you this episode. And Emily is a newly certified sleep consultant, and she is actually offering some pretty good promos. So stay tuned. At the end, I will provide you um, her website information and an offer code for a pretty substantial discount if you utilize her services. So let's get into it. Well, welcome everybody. It's Rashida and welcome back to Parents Connecting. Today I have Emily Simon on the show today and it's going to be a great interview because we are going to talk about a very important topic, all things sleep related. She is a newly certified sleep consultant and I am really looking forward to this conversation because I have two young children as you guys um, know by now. And each of them had very different, I would say, sleep patterns when they were in infants and even to this day. So Emily, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. So Emily, so why don't we start the show with just maybe a little bit about you, how you got into all things sleep and sleep consulting. So, And then maybe if you have kids, kind of talk about your, your own infant sleep experience. Yeah. So during the day, I'm a technical program manager for an IT company. And what kind of happened was um, this past November, I got interested in the whole sleep consulting space because my kids were not sleeping well. Um, we came back, I'm going to blame it on the Disney vacation or blame it on the fact that they all got sick. Everything got turned around. <laughs> it was not fun. <laughs> but the trip was fine. It was good. But they came back and, you know, all of a sudden my um, the time two-year-old was just refusing to sleep um, in her crib. And, you know, we just had so many problems and we were also trying to adjust to a new sleep space. So there was a lot going on and she was just not having it. And I tried many different things that sleep deprived parents do. Yeah. I, I went to the parenting books. I went to the internet, <laughs> asked people for help. And it was just, it was very overwhelming. I didn't know what to do. And I was just really tired the whole time. Now, did, she, did she sleep? Was she sleeping? Um, well before because so you said a two-year-old 
So was this kind of a uh, progressive thing or was it something that happened? It sounds like you had a vacation and maybe something that maybe was like a regression or something. Yeah, I think it just kind of, because when you're in, when you're vacation mode, it, it, it does make sense that things get thrown off. So you do have to reset things a little bit. And I thought, you know, my usual habits could kind of <laughs> help reset everything, but it just, it wasn't working well. So she was sleeping independently pretty well before, um, you know, on her own. And um, it was just, she just um, really needed a parent around to kind of sleep next to her. So um, I would sit by her side, wait for her to fall asleep, <laughs> just sitting there. And it was just like over an hour and it's like, I can't do this. And I kept maybe moving the chair closer to the doorway. I tried all these different methods right. and it was exhausting or I would like sleep next to her. And it's just I kept going back and forth. There was nothing consistent either. So that also doesn't help. So, so for the rest of the story, okay, so things weren't going well. I didn't know what to do. And I was like, this method, I bring in her. Oh, I also brought her into my room to sleep, which is so miserable. I know some people <laughs> are okay with that, which is fine. Yeah. I'm proud of you, but I did not sleep well. And I thought, okay, I, I need to, I need to reach out to a sleep consultant. And so mm -hmm. I did that. And she gave me a plan to follow and I followed that and it just, it was very transformative. And so how did you know about a sleep consultant to begin with? Cause I, I also had used a sleep consultant for my second child. Um, and so I'm curious when I, when I told people, oh yeah, like I, you know, I, I was kind of grasping for straws. It became very challenging just like you. And, um, people are like, what's a sleep consultant? So like, how did you even, how did you even come across that or was that just in your readings that's a good question because I didn't even know what sleep training meant like right. with my first child my first child is five now so it was one of those terms that just kind of I don't know when I first learned about it but it again it's it's very easy to not know about it for a mm -hmm. long time like just but to enter the vocabulary because again like with parenting you just it's kind of like the wild west you're like you just start okay go for it there's no there's a bunch of instruction manuals but they're all you, different yeah they're, they're all, all different, different. Yep. so where do you start so um I feel like it was one of those things I did learn about it like you know with my second child a little bit more about oh sleep okay. training and then sleep consultant. so that vocabulary like kind of came in a little bit later but again like I totally understand if it varies for different parents to like yep. not even know about it so you sounds like you hired a sleep consultant and it was transformative. How long did it take for um, your child to kind of start getting into a schedule and sleeping maybe consistently or, and if, is that child still able to sleep consistently? Yeah. Yeah. So there, there had to be some tweaks, right? Cause mm -hmm. everything is just all related. Like we had to tweak some of our bedtime routine. Like when we started to do it, we had to push things up earlier. I think that was one mm -hmm. thing where it's just a little bit late than when it should be. And then, um, after that, it was just trying to have her be a little more independent and like kind of like a like a Ferber, modified Ferber or something okay. like that. We just waited for her to kind of settle on her own and then checked in. And then over that, like she um, really improved. I think it just took two or three days. Like it was it was a little rough in the beginning. Um, and then after that, we just, you know, got Magic. into a good rhythm. And then yeah. she's, and so now she's sleeping. She's sleeping well. She's sleeping and really well. Yeah. And then you're like, this is great. I should become a sleep consultant. <laughs> yes. So I thought, oh my gosh, I'm sleeping better. I want to help other families um, mm -hmm. feel this great. You know, it's, it really, it, it's, it's not just you're helping the child, but you're also helping families. So it's, it's so life-changing and um, you don't actually need a certification 
for becoming consultants. I don't know if that's known by people, but um, it definitely helps with your credibility and you know your confidence, I think, by getting all that information. Isn't it amazing how much the lack of sleep affects not just the child and not just the parent, but the entire family dynamic, and especially if you have multiple kids. So like for me, I'll give you a little history of about my own experience. So my first child, we have similar ages. I have a five-year-old and never really, she almost like trained herself pretty much through everything. Like I, we, um, and I don't know if you forget the memories as you get older, right? Of all the bad stuff. Cause I think that's, that's part of it. I'm sure. But I, I journal a lot and through, you know, your first kid you do all these things. And, and I just remember having a lot of positive entries in this, in my journal about like, oh, she's just, you know, she, she's sleeping. Like I, I never even heard her cry, honestly, for like the first three weeks of her life. Like she would just kind of like awesome. whine a little bit. Wow. Yeah, it was, it was really weird. And then like by, you know, five or six weeks, like she was sleeping pretty well. And I remember thinking, you know, me and my husband would sit down for dinner at like seven 30 and she slept a lot. She was a very sleepy baby. And, um, and we're like, this is weird. This is not what we thought parenting was going to be. Like, you know, our child's sleeping and we're having dinner and we're having sushi. Like what? Like, this isn't normal. And, um, my husband jokes about it now, but every time he would hear other parents struggling with like their kids, he's like, oh, you guys must be doing something wrong. And he would just he'd be joking. But then came along number two, and man, we had a really tough time. I mean, my my second was a son. He was um, he was very colicky. So for like three months straight, he was like, if he wasn't held, he was crying. And so, you know, like the sleep deprivation part just is, comp- is so much more exacerbated. And um, and because we were having to hold him all the time, he had which was which was necessary for that particular circumstance. Like he had, he was calling due to I think some um, milk allergies or milk intolerance, which I think is common a lot in in infants that have a you know um, hard time just with a lot of you know, reflux and all these all these other issues. And so we had a hard time sleeping. And so if we weren't there, we'd have, we'd, we'd be like the parents that like, you know, you're like holding, holding them until like, you know, for the hour. And then you're like, you know, ever so like, you know, just like ever, like the micro movements to get them in the crib. And then as soon as you put them down, they're like, you know, scream. And so that was like a cycle. And he was very, very loud. Luckily, my first child is a very hard sleeper. We invested in the white noise machines and did all that stuff before. But um, it was really difficult. And so for eight months, um, we were really sleep deprived to the point where um, it became unhealthy. Like we were, we would actually become delirious. Like the walls would move and like, you know, we'd always like seeing these like shadow and we're like, this is not, we finally figured out like, this isn't normal. Like we need to do something. So we started looking around and just like you did a lot of reading and it is very overwhelming just in general, the information out there, but especially when you're sleep deprived and you're at kind of a desperate level, I think. So we hired a sleep consultant. Um, and so I think what you're, what you're going to be doing is amazing. And I think it's going to be so helpful for parents because, um, you do get into a desperate place. And so, so, you know, what is it that like for your first child to your second child, did you have a distinctly different experience that for the second one, you're okay. Not only were you helped by the sleep consultant that made you want to become one, um, but also to help other people. So talk about maybe your, your, maybe your first experience. 
Yeah, I mean, my oldest, um, she also, I think Mother Nature wiped us on my yes. memory. Like, <laughs> she actually was pretty good sleeper for the most part. Um, but I think also the sleep journey is just not a linear experience, right? Mm-hmm. Like I'm telling you, okay, like you have a snapshot, like, oh, things are pretty good, but like yeah. regresses like here mm-hmm. and there. And so like, yeah, she hit some some tough moments, um, I think mainly in like her toddler and older years. And my youngest, she hit that four monthly progression. I didn't uh, know what that meant with my yeah. friends. I'm like, what's that? <laughs> I don't have mm-hmm. that again. I think like, again, mother nature just finds a way. I, yes. You know, it's a necessary thing for you to have more children. <laughs> you didn't get it. Well, yeah. <laughs> so I really remember that four months. Of that was just very tough. And I tried sleep training on my own and it was it was pretty rocky. So talk about then the difference. So that's a good segue into, so, so as parents, we're, we, it is sort of the wild west, right? We're, we're experimenting. It's a lot of R and D things that work, things that don't work. We'll do a lot of reading. Sometimes they're, it's not conflicting information. It's just different because things work differently for each, which for each child. So when you try to do it by yourself versus hiring a consultant, what's like, what in your mind is the difference or the kind of fundamental factor that like what if because if you think about it, like it's like okay what is what does a sleep consultant do I guess maybe we should go into that yeah that's a great question so spoiler alert it's not like we have like magic sleep training <laughs> techniques that are like up our sleeve right like there's it, this is kind of like you can probably like look up a lot of the things so yep. the the method itself like you can you can probably go you know whichever direction that you want but it's like what you're saying it's kind of incorporating like everything right so I have this questionnaire that I send out to the parents to understand everything that's going on, right? Like what's going on with the daytime? What is your bedtime routine? What is a sleep environment? And just getting all that, doing that detective work, because mm-hmm. it's not just, okay, let's work on the nighttime sleep. Like there's so many things happening, you know, like who's taking care of the kid during the day, like just trying to understand all of that, right? And then um, I work to work out a sleep plan that I think like, taking into consideration all those things, like the tolerance of crying too. That's also something, right? If it's just, I mean, you're going to have some crying. You can't just have no crying, right? But it's just, I could tailor it to something more gentle if, you know. I like, I like that idea because um, I think that with some individuals that I've spoken with, they hook on to different quote methodologies because of what either of what you sort of envision it to be or what you've been told about some methodology of like, you know, you hear the word quote, cry it out. And it's like, what does that mean? Are they just going to cry until they, you know, go to sleep for three hours? Like, and so I really like that you're incorporating the parent's tolerance because that is actually really an important factor because if it doesn't work for you and you're not tolerant of it, that it's, then it's not going to work for you. So, so that's, that's great that you're incorporating that. Yeah, and I'm, I'm pretty sure if, if a parent wants to hire a sleep consultant, they're not going to say, okay, just cry it out for a five right. hour or whatever, and just <laughs> see you in the morning. Like, no, there's going to be some modifications, mm-hmm. everything. So, and so the very important thing is just having that one hour consultation afterwards, just like a line on that plan. Cause you know, I, I have this interpretation of things, but let's, let's meet together and talk about what I have and make sure that we're in agreement. Cause at the end of the day, the parent is going to be executing it. And what's so beautiful is that all of this can be done virtually, right? I mean, there are some sleep consultants that physically go into homes, but like, it's really not necessary. So, so that's an important, so that's, I want to highlight that importance too. It's like a coach to help us do it. 
But I think when you hear consultants like, oh, they're going to come in and like, you know, teach my child to sleep. And then, you know, and my, and my child will magically go to sleep and then they'll be gone. So it really is for the most part, sleep consultants are really working with the parent unit. And then the parent unit is then, you know, taking that and putting it into action. Yeah, I definitely don't know the breakdown of like how many people do in-person versus virtual, but I, you know, you don't need to do. And the I think the one benefit of actually doing virtual is that you are empowering the parents even more because if you do all of that in-person work um which you know it'll, it'll help in the beginning but then at the end of the day like that person is not going to keep sitting right. there like helping you know and you want to make sure that the, the parent is like in tune with the crying like there's a there's even like a science to that too like okay this crying is okay let it be or this one I should be more responsive so I try to also teach that too just yeah so like all of that is kind of I think a little bit lost if you have someone <laughs> That's doing it for doing. you right they yeah. might transfer some of the knowledge but I just feel like it's more empowering agreed completely yeah so that's a distinction between so so consultant really is somebody that's going to be taking their experience their knowledge the circumstances around each particular family unit and then you develop a plan and so what does that look like in terms of like what does a plan look like? so as an example I will bring in that sleep training technique right so maybe um Maybe the parent needs to be a little bit more present, like, and in, in we'll, I'll say something like, let's do the chair method, okay? And as an example, like, they'll slot their chair next to the crib or the bed, um, and then kind of, like, offer that parental presence support for a few nights, and then, like, we'll move the chair, like, to another area that's further away, and then over time, like, they'll be, you know, out of the bedroom, and then, you know, they'll have, like, better sleep. So that is, like, one technique that we might try. I usually give two techniques like, okay. and, and then walk through them and say like the pros and cons of, of each. And then just, well, what do you think? I think maybe, you know, the Ferber method, the modified Ferber method might be better for you than the chair method. And here are my reasons. And so for people that don't know, can you just give a brief description of what the Ferber method and or modified Ferber method and the chair method just for just for information? Yeah. OK, so just to kind of clarify again with the chair method, you the basic technique is that you have the chair um, close to the crib or bed. And over time, you're moving away from the chair and crib. Um, to a point where the, the kid will, will sleep independently. And then, um, you know, you obviously won't have that chair next to the kid anymore. But it's, so it's kind of good for, I guess, if um, the parent doesn't want as much crying, it was a little more gentler than the next okay. one I'll talk about, I guess. But it, because it's so gentle, it could take a long time to see results, right? So there's kind of like the trade-offs of that. Um, so the modified Ferber, okay, well, I'll just say the Ferber method is basically timed checks, like interval time checks, where you you say goodnight to your child and you leave the room and then you start setting the timer. And for Ferber, it it has more of a different interval Time frames, like I'll say, like, oh, start off with three minutes or five minutes or seven minutes. I don't know the exact intervals, but basically it's starting from there and gradually increasing. Now, the way that I've been trained is actually just keeping it at 10 minutes so that it's just easier and just not really gonna know the difference between five and seven minutes. So just sticking with 10 minutes. So what you do, this is kind of the science of like you listen to the cries, and if it's just unrelent, just relentless, yeah. then you go in after 10 minutes is up and just, hey, like a very quick check-in. Hey, how is everything? And you leave. Um, and then, then you reset again 
until and you check at 10 minutes only if it's very bad right, crying. Right. It's kind of like, oh, it's trailing off. Then you actually just wait and, and let it dissipate because you don't want to come in and kind of right. like reset everything. Um, and do you have a preference on for you yourself when you hire a sleep consultant? What did they um, what did they what, what did they recommend for your child? And do you have a preference, I guess? Yeah, the modified for also it's called check and consult. But I liked that one because I just feel like, again, you see results quickly, probably in like three or four days. Um, the chair method is just because I was basically doing the chair method sure. with my child. And yeah. I think it was like too stimulating because like I was like physically there. So I kind of feel like I'm more of the check and console. Um, yeah, that, yeah, personal story. I mean, that worked for us as well. So our consultant, um, it sounds like it was very similar and it was check-ins after, you know, five, I think five minutes, very first time was like five minutes, you know, quick little hello. And then, or quick little, you know, everything's good. And then you relieve and 10 minutes, you know, 10 minutes later. And for us, so my child had mentioned, he's very loud. Like from the moment he came out, he was screaming. And um, we joke about it now, but my child, I had a lot of preterm issues. And so I um, almost went to preterm labor, but he held on long enough. But if you go into, if you're into in, in labor at like, I don't know the number of weeks, I think it's like before 32 weeks, you know, the child's lungs are not developed. And so um, if they think you're going to deliver, they'll give you the steroid shot to help speed up the lung development. And we joke now, like he, he did have a shot, but he ended up waiting, you know, he got to term. And so we were like, he's got super duper lungs now. <laughs> he had the shot and making uh, up for term. it. Yeah. So, so he's, he's very loud. And um, so, you know, he, he was a screamer. And so for our first day, um, I, we decided for the, for the interest of our family, I would take me and my older daughter, we just like went to get dinner. We had planned to, we're like, we'll just be out of the house because I, we honestly believe this is going to be this like hour long scream fest. And I was very, you know, when I was we were doing this consulting, but it was almost like not reluctantly because we, we needed it, but there is this hesitation as you have as a parent, because you're worried that your child is going to be screaming forever or not going to be able to settle down. And it's, it's heartbreaking, right? If you see, if you hear your kid screaming for that long. And so we had this expectation that he was going to be really just in a, in a state of mind that would also affect me. So we left and I kid you not. So my husband, he was the, he did the first night. And he, we hadn't even picked up dinner. I think it was like 20 minutes. He sent me a picture of the monitor and he was asleep. I was like, what? Like what happened? Amazing. So I feel like, yeah. So, I mean, I was like, maybe that was a, even the consultant, like, maybe that was a fluke. We'll try it again the next day. And he, he was able to repeat it. Maybe it wasn't that quick, but, but I think, you know, actually we were the, like, we were the ones that were help holding him back because we were just, we thought that's what he needed. Like we, he needed to be held for so long, but again, each experience is different. But I do agree that that method, it worked for us because um, the couple of nights that we did go in because we, we couldn't differentiate between that. Oh, is it really severe cry? Should we go in? Or should, I mean, the moment you go in there, it just like, you know, on a one to 10, he's like a hundred. And so, um, so then we, we did sort of back off and like, it has to be pretty severe for us to like go in and, and not severe until, but like it just takes a couple of minutes and he's like okay then nobody's coming okay I really I need to go back to sleep so and he's gotten through sickness he's gotten through all kinds of stuff like once they learn how to sleep it's amazing and it really did um when I talked about family dynamics like I think that me and my husband 
because we were so sleep deprived, we were very like we had a very short fuse with everybody, right? And so and yeah. so I think our in our child, our our oldest, was also being affected by all the screaming and and, and the attention that he would get. Or so I think sleep, I mean, if you guys are, if anybody's like having some challenges, I would definitely reach out to a consultant because for me, I saw it as, like you said, there's no magic, right, that you're doing necessarily. But for me, and being a second, you think that as a, you know, that you're a second kid, you got things figured out a little bit, but no, it's not true because they're each different, but it gives you permission to like do something that I think you, like we couldn't do it ourselves. Like we just, okay, no, there's a process, follow the process, like stick with it. And it's, it's a support. It's almost like a supportive thing for the parent. That's the other element. Yeah. Like you have the check-ins, right? Like for me, I would be like, how was your morning? And like, just keep checking in. And then also give the opportunity for the client to say like, oh, this is what happened. And like, what do I do? So we we make modifications, right? Like even tuning into crying. Like if I were to just give you like, here, try the sleep training technique. And even if I say like, oh, listen to the cry, I feel like until you do it, like you might yeah. have questions. So you, when you have that sleep consultant, they can help you tweak those things, make adjustments and just be, your cheerleader and accountability partner. Yeah. Like that's, yeah. those are like the main things that. Yeah, I totally agree. I think just having somebody that's not your partner, I think it's really helpful to have this like objective party who the separation is actually, I think, important. You, you know, you have the consultation, so you feel like they're they're getting to know you, your family, your specific requirements, and then building like almost like a custom, like customized plan, but like you know, something that where you get to come in and yeah, ask me like, how did it go? How was it? And you're an expert at it, right? So I think that that knowledge and um, like you said, accountability is uh, is key. So, so what else? So then I guess after like, how long, how long do you typically work with your clients? Like what's your, what's been your experience thus far? Yeah. So my premium package basically is two weeks where um, I do, you know, the written plan, the one hour consultation, as well as just daily check-ins and just kind of unlimited within, within some, some hours, but unlimited support, um, email, text, or phone. Then we have like a wrap up call at the end to just kind of summarize like, hey, how do you feel about everything? Let's just, you know, retrospect how things went and then just kind of send them on their way and letting them know, obviously I'm here to support if you want, you know, that extra support, but like, you're good to go. My other um, package is 10 days and there's four email exchanges um, and you still get a written plan and consultation. But the purpose of that is for the client who has some sleep training in place and just needs like a little bit of guidance. So that's why I have those two flavors to just kind of measure the degree of guidance that's needed, so to speak. Um, And just having like that discovery call, the free discovery call in the beginning to just understand, um, you know, the child's background and sleep struggles and what you need that, that helps guide what package is. So I, I wrote down, do you focus on infant sleep only? Or if let's say you're a parent and maybe you had a good infant experience and maybe like in their 
toddler years, they're like regressing and you're like, uh, I mean, it's not, you know, you had a two-year-old. So do you work with a certain age? And in general, I guess, as you maybe trained or whatnot, is there a certain age sleep consulting is like no longer relate, you know, relevant to you or, you know, all the, I, I'm only in the younger years. Like I have a five-year-old, is almost five-year-old is my oldest. Can I expect like at 10 years are going to be, you know, I don't even know what the older years are like. So um, talk about like the range. Yeah, that's a great question. So for me, I go from four months to six years old. Four months is a good good period to start because again, you have the regressions and you're start starting to have the child maturing into like the adult sleep cycles around there. And that's kind of when all the problems are happening. So I think four months is good. Younger than that, they usually call it like sleep shaping. That's the term they use because it's really more about um, developing good sleep hygiene. Because obviously when you're like a few weeks old, if you're not sleep, you shouldn't be sleep training your child because the child's going to be sleeping like every day. Yep. Um, so I've heard some that where six months is like the earliest you should train your child. Do you have like a uh, absolutely, like you will not start trading until this time. Or is there is there even a difference between four months and six months? For me, I can start at four months, and I think okay. that's that's totally fine. Like younger than that, and just I make it very clear that it's like I support from four months to six years old, yeah, and rather than just saying infants and toddlers, so to make that very clear because I don't want there to be confusion. But I was just kind of broadly stating that other people might say newborn to mm. a certain age but okay. in the newborn they're not really sleep training they're like that's why i was saying like the sleep shaping it's just more developing good yeah now i'm curious would there ever be a reason that you wouldn't take on somebody as a client and i ask that because is there are there certain because this is a supportive thing right you're supporting the parents so is there a time where you're like, okay, if you can't do X and Y, I can't work with you because it's not going to work. Like, would there be anything like that? Or what, or, and, and I'm asking, cause it's like, as parents, if they're in their stage of, they really need some help, um, are there certain things they, that they're going to have to do or maybe not do in order to like get the best out of a sleep consultant? Yeah. I always ask, I always say that I'm not giving medical advice. Okay. I'd be very clear about that. And like, I also ask, have you talked to the pediatrician about this? So just try to clear out any possible medical issues, right? Because just to cover my bases, um, I would imagine, again, this hasn't happened yet in my career, but I would imagine there could be some situations where we might reach maybe when working with someone it's like, oh, like this really isn't working for X, Y, Z reason. Um, we'll just try to pivot, but I think like, I will always be, you know, open-minded about if the, that situation occurs, like, again, like maybe there's just something hidden, like medical reason or yeah, whatever yeah. that is really affecting the sleep. But I, or if there's, this is like a serious, like pa parenting issue. I mean, like, I do think I do a little bit of coaching parenting. Cause I think like you have to yeah, make sure you yeah. set boundaries and sleep. Mm -hmm. Right. So I give that coaching, but if at a certain point, everything I'm offering is like not enough. And I think a third thing is um, if there is some serious, um, you know, like postpartum depression or yeah. perinatal depression, like any of that, I think I would, in addition to my resources, maybe refer out like, oh, you should also see that, but not necessarily say like, oh, you can't work with me. But I think just kind of paying attention to the complete picture and just say, hey, do you maybe need to look into these resources? That's a, that's a great, your third point is a, a really great thing to highlight in terms of postpartum and um, just 
you know, I think obviously giving birth to a child is in and of itself challenging. Your hormones are all over the place. You're sleep deprived. So there's so much going on in this very shortened period of time that if you're dealing, if you as a parent are also dealing with another maybe medical issue or anything else, mental health issue, then um, yeah, I mean, that's great that you're offering or at least even paying attention to that to be able to get them resources. Because I think that's part of, that's part of the whole thing. It's like, it's not just what, it's not to be able to like solve one specific thing. Maybe there's a holistic picture to look at. So that's really great. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Well, this has been a really great conversation. I think that um, I, I personally have experience with really great sleep and I've had experience with really terrible sleep and the, um, the effect that it can have on your life, really the quality of life, not only of your child, but of yourself, the other children in the house is huge. And um, I think that if you, it is an investment and I think that's, a, you know, some degree of luxury to be able to, to have the ability to hire a consultant. I realize that everybody doesn't have um, the resources to be able to do so. And so um, if you do, there are, I think sleep consultants are really great resources to be a you know, like you said, a kind of a cheerleader, a s- accountability um, per- partner, and ultimately just a support network, right? You can't raise a child alone. Sometimes you do need help. And so I think that, uh, you know, I highly recommend it. I'm biased. I, I did hire one myself. Never thought I would need it. But, you know, you could be third, fourth, fifth child, I'm sure, and like have a different experience every single time. So, um, so Emily, thank you for sharing your, your experience and also your expertise. And so as we kind of wrap this up, you know, is there anything that you would impart what's, you know, as you went through it yourself, I guess, what helped you before you hired a consultant or, you know, anything you want to tell the listeners? Yeah, I think just taking the time to talk to the sleep consultant about kind of your fears and anxieties, right? I mean, they're a person too, like they're, they want to understand like, how it would feel be a good fit and kind of go through like what is possibly holding you back. Um, and I know you said that it's, it's a big luxury, but I mean, there are a lot of things that people spend easily spend on like maybe a personal trainer or getting right. highlights. Yeah, or, these are all things that cost a lot of money, but we easily do it. And I think it's just because our culture is so used to being sleep deprived as a parent. And that's just something so systemic of like, okay, I think that's part of the issue. So I think just really think about the other side. Imagine what happens if you are not sleep deprived. What can you do? You're happier. Your child is happier. Probably also eating better. Like that's, that's also, also have like all of that, all that stuff just gets better. You're just, your whole quality of life improves. If you talk to the sleep consultant, you're still on the fence. Um, I would encourage people to, um, seek out references like people that have actually hired consultants get their own get their experience yeah i'm i'm pretty sure if you've talked to anybody that's hired a sleep consultant if it works hopefully um and they followed and they and they really followed um what the consultants recommend you know recommending um i think they'll, they'll all be positive and or at least give you some feedback it's not necessarily all positive but just you know the the benefits of of hiring one um or working with with somebody that uh can at least get you through this really challenging time Definitely. So, so, um, so thank you, Emily. Thank you so much for, for being on the show. And, you know, sounds like you've had, you've created your own practice. Um, and so we'll put it all in the show notes. So why don't you tell people where they find you? Yeah. Um, I have my website, 
simonsaysnews.com. <laughs> Easy to remember. Um, and you know, you can also find me on Facebook. Wonderful. So guys, um, you will you'll be able to I'll, I'll link um, I'll provide you all the website information for for Emily. And if you have any questions, reach out to her, reach out to me. And I um, really wish everybody a very restful night of sleep <laughs> because uh, that is really, really important. Um, I don't I am not one of those that you know can take like two hours of sleep. I'm just like too old for that now. So um, thank you all. Thanks Emily for being on the show. Appreciate it. Thank you. That was fun. Well, I hope that that gave you an introduction to sleep consulting. If you had no idea what they were, and if you did know what they were, and you were and you're actually looking for some help, Emily is offering um, a really great discount as she launches her business. She's looking for actual three families um, that want to sleep train their kids and are willing to provide testimonials. And she will develop a sleep plan and a really strong bedtime foundation for your child. So in that, that includes ongoing virtual support for three weeks, which is huge because sometimes you just need that extra little accountability. So when she's launching the program, it's going to be about $650 to $750. Like I said, it's an investment. But for this pre-launch, she's offering a deeply discounted rate of $250. Um, for this for this period so you can dm you can dm her at simon says snooze and i will put this in the show notes um, as a special offer i hope that you get a restful night of sleep and um, you know reach out if you have any questions or want any more information about sleep consulting but i do hope and wish you the best of luck during this period until next time happy connecting